everybody, this is John Forrester with Out of Character, and today I wanted to talk about one of the uh, games I've been playing since we took the little break from the podcast. Uh, I've actually got into it very recently, and it's been a lot of fun, and that is Horde. Also falls in the category of War Machine or War Hordes, whatever you want to call it. For those who don't know, Hordes is a game that's produced by Privateer Press. It is a miniature combat game. Kind of falls in the same category as a lot. There's a ton of them, but like uh, the most obvious uh, options would be like Warhammer, uh, 40k, Malflux, all those sorts of make little armies, paint all the guys, and they array them against one another, and they smash into each other and try to either kill each other or carry out certain uh, missions and things like that. I'll be honest with you, when I was a kid, I bought uh, some Warhammer figures. I had no scope of what I was actually buying, because, you know, again, I was like, I don't know, eight. So I get home, I have these cool, like, lizard dudes, and I think I'm going to open them up and, you know, be playing this thing. And again, full disclosure, I did not read what was on the box, so I opened it up and there's all these bits, and they're not painted, and I was just kind of like, had no idea what to do with that. So, early on, I just was like, I, I'm not going to be able to paint these things, I don't know how to put this stuff together, and it fell by the wayside. As time went on, I, I looked at those games, I'm like, that looks interesting, it just takes such a huge investment of time and money to really get started and get running along, and the rules are really complicated, and I just can't, I, I can't get into them. But Hordes is a a nice a nice change. The first thing is right now they're in their Mark III, so this is like their third edition. They have released new battle group box. So for all the factions for Hordes and War Machine, except for one or two exceptions, they have released these cool little boxes that have enough minion enough like uh, pieces to get playing. Uh, there's a rule book. There's a uh, quick start guide. There's measuring tools. There's templates for everything you need. I actually did an unboxing video of it on the YouTube channel. If anyone really wants to delve in and see what all is in there, I'll uh, I'll post a link to it in the the description to the podcast. But it uh it, it's a really is like a good jumping off point. You do still need to buy things like glue to glue the figures together. You do still need to paint them, and if you want to play with them unpainted, you can. They're pretty simple to put together uh, for what's in the battle group. I've had a few figures that I bought since then to add to my forces, and they can be a little more complicated, but it's not insane. It's not, you know, nothing I've put together so far has had me sitting there like I have no scope of how to even begin approaching putting this together. For the record, if anyone's curious, I'm playing the Trollblood, so you have these cool factions in the game. Each one plays very differently, and they have very different, uh, like, personality to them. So, for the record, the Trollbloods are kind of the the least bad guys. They're they're kind of supposed to be the good guys in this game. They've basically been getting pushed around by other factions, and they are fighting for the protection of themselves, their families, and what little land they have left. Uh, they have some allies, but for the most part, you have the trolls, who are these big hulking war beasts. You know, you have things that are, like, just vary in size from, like, a really big person to something that is literally the size of a house or a mountain. Uh, they can be gigantic and just they're, they're, they are a force unto themselves. Then you have the Trollkin who are just slightly bigger than ordinary humanoids. Uh, they're the most common guys you're going to see. You have pig trolls who are a little bit smaller. They tend to be a little bit more clever. They're the guys who are going to be like pulling tricks. 
And then you have the little tiny trolls that are like someone, a troll got his finger cut off and it grew into a tiny troll and is running around doing stuff. There are a lot of factions in the game and part of the the fun is, is, is picking what faction suits your playstyle. Trolls tend to be, they're very tough, uh, they, they are hard to hurt, they are very slow for the most part. Uh, they're not the slowest faction, but they're, they're not speeding around the battlefield for the most part. I really enjoy playing the trolls. I like the fiction behind them, and I like the play style. It suits my needs. If you're playing the game, though, uh, you also have, like, there's Signar, which is a group of, uh, th- that's the war machines. So you have these warjacks, which are their big armored robots. They tend to do a lot of stuff with, like, lightning. A lot of their guys have, like, lightning bolts and energy weapons and cool stuff like that. Uh, they they do use the—they have a lot of big, tough things. That, they're kind of a little bit of everything, but they do tend to, you know, use lightning in a lot of their stuff. So if you like the idea of that, of being, like, a, a monarchy and kind of not evil and creepy. The Protectorate of Minoth, which they're kind of— devoted to their divine power they basically run around they do a lot of stuff with fire i play them a couple times basically almost every guy they have is chucking around fireballs or fists of fire or something like or any of that stuff you have kador which they're basically robot russians they are really tough they are incredibly slow for the most part uh they they are fun to play though because they're they're probably the toughest thing on the field almost every time you're going to see them. If there's something that has a high armor class, it's probably that. You have the Cricks who are these creepy necromancers. You have let me see here who else do we have? I'm just reading through the factions trying to think of how I can describe them quickly and concisely here. Uh, you have the Retribution of Skyra, which I have not seen them played. They're basically trying to save their their deity. Uh, they think that like. The use of magic is slowly killing it, so like there's, I guess there's like a finite amount of magic that sustains their deity, and if we use it all, then she will die. So they want to stop that for obvious reason. Uh, you have the Circle of Ouroboros, who are basically druids turned to eleven. They have cool like werewolf guys. They have magic. They have uh, these crazy like dog creatures and wo- two-headed wolves and all kinds of stuff like that. They're very naturalist. They're a lot of fun to play. They 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 run very fast. They hit like a truck, uh, and uh, I would say if they have a weakness, it's just they they have limited defense. Uh, you have scorn, which they are basically desert vampires. They enslave various exotic creatures to fight for them. Uh, you have like a lot of cyclopses. Uh, there's a, a big elephant titan creature. Have a very strong opinion about them one way or the other. And you have the Legion of Everblight, which is basically uh, dragon-corrupted monsters is the best way I can think to describe them. Um, those are basically all the factions. There's also minions, which are like small little groups, like frogmen. Uh, you have the the, uh, the Barrows guys, who are like big warthog dudes. Um, various little groups like that. So that's just a quick description of what's going on. Basically, uh, in hordes, you're going to pick your faction, paint your guys... And it's one, it is definitely a game of army A smashes into army B. There's also scenarios you can play like, uh, you have to get your units to this area and control it for a certain number of turns or destroy this. Uh, there is also a role playing game, uh, the Iron Kingdoms RPG that is also put up by Privateer Press, uh, which does go in with this. I haven't played it myself from what I understand. It is pretty interesting. 
So in theory, you could you know play out your combat using the the War Machine Hordes rules and do the uh, the RPG as you know storytelling leading up to that. I've seen uh, they they incorporated that into the the Drawbridge game season. They they were using the RPG for a few sessions, uh, so that was kind of a neat idea. As far as like learning curve, if you're new to these games, like the the mini combat games, I do still think that like there is a learning curve to this. When I started playing HeroClix, which is the closest thing to to anything like this that I've ever played, it took a while, but I eventually got it and started winning and holding my own. The trick with this game is, I think that it's it's harder to learn it because they're the the rule book which has been scaled down is about 112 pages. That explains everything. And there's, you know, there's there's a lot of tactics to it. There's a lot of figuring out what's best to use and how your your units are going to work well together and what units are going to suit your play style and what kind of synergizes. Don't get frustrated if you're losing. I've played 10 games and I've lost all of them, but I didn't there was only one game that I walked away from the table where the other side had not taken casualties of some sort. You know, whether I messed up some of their warjacks or whether I took out a bunch of the enemy units. Uh, you know, I always felt like I managed to achieve something. I wasn't just flailing violently at the other side, hoping to achieve some kind of victory. It's an interesting world because you have all these very different... You have uh, very primal factions, like, going up against very uh, technologically advanced groups. It, you know, you speak of, like, industrial revolution characters against characters who are still like kind of in like the bronze age almost you know if you're playing hordes you're going to have a a war caster who's going to bring these war beasts whether you know earthborn dire trolls and um troll impalers and troll axers and all these big tough troll characters if you're playing um and and basically you're going to be managing what's called fury which is for all intents and purposes, it's basically mana or anything else in most games where, you know, you're that's how much power these guys can use before they go nuts and just go charging across the battlefield. Maybe attack your own guys, maybe attack uh, the enemy, but you don't want them doing that. It is a very adaptable game. It's It does have that learning curve thing, and it does have uh, the, the, the price to get in, but I think that... $40 to jump into something like this is, is a fair price, even after you add in the cost of like buying paintbrushes and paints and all that stuff. Uh, it's not like I dropped $100 and I, I'm not even starting the game. And, uh, you know, for a lot of like the Warhammer and stuff like that, it's pricey. If you like what's in the battle box, yes, you will probably be buying more stuff. This is not going to be like the last thing you'll ever buy, but it's enough that you can buy it play through it a few times, try it out with your friends, you know, go to uh, go to the Journeyman League at your local game store, um, and you can learn it and uh, see if it's for you. I really do think that it's the best version of this type of game that I've, I've played personally. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I like that you have, um, you have your Warcasters, who are basically the leaders. You have your war beasts, which are the big, tough things running across the battlefield. They're like the werewolves that are the size of a house, or the giant trolls. You have units that are not necessarily as tough as the war beasts, but there's more of them. Like uh, you have the fen blades, who are the troll, the troll bloods, who have like these big, huge swords they can run in and just like smack a bunch of people with swords that are twice as long as they are. Or um, you know, you have cavalry units. You have battle wagons. You have. Um, 
you know, sneaky little units that are going to be like burrowing underground or phasing through stuff. And it's, it's really a unique experience to see how you can build an army with this. Uh, it's something I'm still learning to do. Uh, again, I've, I've played a few games with it and I'm still at that phase where I'm, I'm really learning kind of what is good to do when and why. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun learning that. It's not like I'm sitting there and I just want it to be over and to go on to whatever the next game is going to be. Um, if you're thinking about getting into it, I definitely advise buying one of the Battle Group boxes. Uh, this is a good time to get into it because it's a new a new edition, so a lot of people are on even footing as far as that goes. You know, people who've been playing for years are going to obviously have some advantage, but figures have changed like some of the powers that were considered too powerful have been scaled back things that were too weak have been bumped up um and i like that privateer press you know addressed that you know this is too powerful or too weak we need to we need to look at it what can we do do we just keep putting out you know additions to the rules or do we do we take a a serious look and just do a relaunch and they did a relaunch they did you know the new battle groups they did the the new rule book and all that and that's a lot of work they didn't have to do that they could have just sat back and kept doing what they were doing so bravo to them if you're really interested i I would advise swinging by the local game store there's a there's a magazine that they put out uh no quarter that has all kinds of cool articles everything from like how to paint units to tactics to battle reports which is them describing kind of uh various games they play out. Um, I really do love the Trollbloods. I think they're just fun. The Trollbloods basically get stuck between everybody, and then they have to fight their way out constantly. It's it's interesting to see kind of like, okay, this person likes this because they are these big, tough characters, or this person chose this faction because they like the story. People really do pick the factions, uh, it seems like, based on not just necessarily what's best. It's not like well, this faction is the best, so everyone plays that faction. There's a lot of play of various factions, in in my experience, from what I've seen. Uh, I'm not saying that that's the case everywhere, but I, it, it's a good community from what I've seen so far. And it's been fun learning to paint it. Me and Jade painted a bunch of the minis. Uh, she painted other things, but I was painting Trollbloods. We were, we've uh, we sat around all day. We watched Deadpool, uh, Jupiter Rising, and. Um, the guild and painted minis so it was a lot of fun if you're again if you're thinking about trying it out go down look at the battle group boxes at your local game store you know give them a look see if there's any faction in there that catches your eye and try it out i mean the the worst case scenario you spent 40 bucks on something and you didn't like it there's board games that i've spent 40 bucks way more than 40 bucks on that i was like yeah i really wish i hadn't wasted the money on that because it wasn't very good and I didn't enjoy it. For something that, if nothing else, maybe you'll get some cool minis out of it. The minis are very nice. They're well done. If you're looking for, you know, cool creatures to use for your D&D game or some other RPG, the, the minis are a perfect kind of fold into that. And they're they're not too hard to paint. I like that it's the, the battle group. It doesn't seem like it's stuff that's going to be impossible for people who are just starting out to figure out how to paint it. So, you know, that's also something good. But yeah, I mean... I've been playing it. It's it's been something that I've put a, a fair amount of my time into since I, we since we took a break from the podcast, and uh, I've been enjoying playing it. I've been enjoying learning about it. It's kind of made me take a second look at some of the mini games. Do require the extra effort of painting and everything like that. I don't think I'll ever get into another one just because it is a big investment of time just to paint everything and money. 
I don't think I can support more than one, but this is one that I'm happy with. Hopefully you guys, uh, if you're, you never heard of it, maybe it, that got you interested or if you are thinking about it, maybe that, you know, made you think like, hey, I should take a look at this. So, uh, that'll be it for now. Until next time, thanks for listening everybody. And this is Out of Character. Play more games and have fun. Bye.